Hey there, thank you so much for listening to our Big Time Talker podcast. I'm Burke Allen, outside the studio today and at the American Library Association's annual conference and exhibition in Chicago. We're in the glass-enclosed nerve center podcast facility uh, sponsored by our friends at Next Generation Indie Book Awards and our podcast brought to you, as always, by SpeakerMatch.com. This is a huge trade show that's set up for authors, publishers, agents, publicists. The who's who, the glitterati of the author world is here, including our next guest, our old friend Heather Dugan is here, author of The Friendship Upgrade and Date Like a Grown-Up. And uh, It's so good to see you in person. It is, Burke. It's good to be here. And you've described it well. I love the energy in this place. It's a lot happening. There is. And, and inside the studio here is what really happens, oh, right? Oh, stop. Oh, please, yes. Come on now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So what is this Beyond the Book Club thing that, that you're talking about? Yeah, you know, I think a lot of people are looking for answers. And, you know, we find so much good, of course, in a lot of the books that we read. But I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting ways to, to take it outside of that circle. Because more and more, we need to bring more and more people back into uh, social connection again after, particularly after what we've been through in the last few years. But, you know, isolation, kind of that separated heart thing has been an issue for for a long time. I saw it a long time before we hit the, the, the challenges we did recently. Well, this is what you specialize in. You are, at your core, a relationship expert. And that can be romantic relationships, but it can be the full cornucopia of relationships. Right. I mean, it gets into, you know, the same things that apply to, you know, the the fundamentals of relationships on the personal level also apply in the business world. And, uh, you know, people are looking for better skills in all arenas right now because we know that's what makes life live better. You talk a lot about authentic connection. What do you mean by that? Well, I mean, it's so easy with the options. We have more ways to connect than ever before. That's true. But it's not the, the kind of connection that grows us and that, that, that feeds us. We are innately, I mean, we are born with this physical need to connect. And it goes back to our ancestors who relied on social connection for survival. Well, our body still feels isolation as a stressor. And, you know, authentic connection is really what feeds that, that makes us feel connected and safe in the best way. Now, any kind of connection is, is good. I mean, it's better than not. it's better to have something. If you're saying hello to people and don't have any close friends right now, that's still better than not speaking, you know, and, and, and just acknowledging that you are in this world and have a voice. But authentic connection is when we really can bear our hearts. You know, we need confidants. We need people that, that we can share the essence of what's going on in our life and, you know, hopefully do the same for them. Um, and the stats are horrible. Um, you know, the, we don't have that. Many people don't have it, or at least to the degree that they, that they want it. And that deficit is what turns it into loneliness when it's not what you think you need. You know, it's it's interesting to me to walk through this huge facility. Mm -hmm. And uh, for folks who are listening who are not familiar with McCormick Place in Chicago, it's just a massive convention center. And there are tens of thousands of people here. And as I came up the escalator, I thought, wow, it's been a long time since I did something like this with this many people. You know, I've talked to, like, uh, executives. They're noticing that employees aren't engaging the way they used to. And they they themselves don't feel like doing that themselves and you know people in book clubs you know they're finding that connection but they're used to virtual a lot of them 
and just you know getting our social stamina back, getting used to making an effort. Oh yes, I think I will put on real clothes and go out instead of you know ordering my food by you know the grocery delivery service. You know we've we've started doing things differently, and you know I don't want to say we're lazy. But easy looks good a lot of the time. It's why we go to texting instead of, oh, I'm going to have to explain this if I do a phone call. You know, there, there's going to be more back and forth. It's going to take some of my energy and time. So, you know, a lot of what I talk about is, is, is really making thoughtful decisions on these choices because there's a cost over time. You know, it may feel easier and better in the moment, but then there comes this time when you need actually feel like you know something happens in your life and you really crave that authentic connection somebody that is going to hear you and understand you know how it feels to be in your life right now and and it's not there and, and that's a horrible horrible feeling which I went through myself so that's why it's such a passion I don't want people to stay in that spot any longer than they need to all right you open the door I'm going to walk through it <laughs> Tell me about that. Tell me about how it affected you in not a great way. Well, sure. Um, You know, with so many people, it's a matter of a transition or two happening. You know, you're busy with logistics. There isn't time to think about the fact that you've lost your social circle, or at least it's diminished. And that's one reason I'm a big advocate of continuing to make new friendships all the time as you walk through life, connections of any kind, because you never know. And, And it's good to have more than you think you may be, you know, I don't know. You can't have too many is what I would say there. Yep. But um, so I had a a series of deaths, close family members within months. It was uh, just a life flipping time. And then there was a divorce. And, uh, you know, suddenly my life didn't look like anything I recognized. (laughs) I was in it, but it, it didn't I didn't feel like I was in control of anything. And I had three young kids who needed to be everywhere at the same time. I mean, it was standard. We get in the car and I'm like, okay, who can be 10 minutes early? Who's willing to be five minutes late? You know, it it was a constant shifting. And, you know, when in that do you have time to go out and start making friends again? Um, I didn't. Uh, And then when you are in that space for a while, you don't really feel like it. You know, I look around and my life's a little messy. Can I clean it up a little first, you know? Sure. You know, I'd like to put my best foot forward, but they're not even on the ground right now. So, you know, like a lot of people, I started dating because I was single again. Um, And a lot of people, the first book I wrote was Date Like a Grown-Up, Adventure, Anecdotes and this is bad. Anecdotes, admissions of guilt, and advice between friends. There you go. Yes, I got it out. But, you know, like so many, you know, you have a space in your life, and our instinct is to fill it quickly because it doesn't feel good. Um, but when you date in that frame of mind, it's like, you know, picking up dinner at the convenience store. You know, you're getting the, the best available in that moment instead of the best fit for your life. So, you know, I learned a few things, and I I began talking to other people going through the experience, men and women. I'm going to look at our producer. Did you hear that, Mr. G? She learned a few things. I learned a few things, She learned a few things. (laughs) So did you, you had to kiss a few frogs? Uh, There are frogs out there, Brooke. I'm telling you, there are a few frogs. I didn't kiss them all, though, because I'm selective. (laughs) I'm very selective about who I kiss. But, yes, so anyhow, I I found that other people struggled with it, too. And, you know, we, we... we recognize our ruts, so yeah. we tend to fall into them again. You know, it's like taking that wrong turn consecutively because, oh, yeah, that's familiar. Sure, human um, nature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I began to see common threads in people's experiences and kind of pulled out, and a lot of those stories are in that book, which people love. I mean, it's, there's a lot of humor in it 
because it's always easier if you can laugh a little bit at the hard stuff in life. But I also kind of offer some, some truths that, that make it easier and allow you to, to date better, you know, like a grown-up. And uh, so people love that. But I also began to realize that there was more than a dating need, a romantic relationship need for myself, that I really needed to look for friendships. And this was awkward. Nobody wants to be that person stalking people at the grocery store. You right, know, right. you don't want to be the needy one, right? Um, I ended up accidentally creating a group for women, and truly accidentally because I'm not an organizer, but um, created Cabernet Coaches, which is a kind of a social resource. People bring women in, and, and you don't even have to like them, but you know, somebody in the group will connect with them. And I'm sorry, the name of the group is? Cabernet Coaches, uh-huh. and the reason for that... This is just an excuse for women to get together and drink wine. Yeah, Come on, yeah. let's the, step up and yeah, call it what it t- is. Truthfully, I a lot of times have water, but because I have things to do the next day. But, but what, I found, <laughs> what I found is that happy hours are a great... Um, you know, it's, it's inexpensive for people. I, and my whole thing is inclusion. Make it accessible. So it's consistency. It's at the same time. We move locations, so it's access, you know, accessible for people who live in different areas. Um, and it's been going since 2010. I mean, it's amazing to me what a difference it has made for people because women are able, once you have a friendship foundation, you know, you're making better choices for yourself in all areas, dating or whatever, yep. Yep. because your friends are going to reflect back a truer vision of yourself. You know, not the negative self-talk, you know, a lot of us do to ourselves, which I have a lot about on the book as well, in the book as well, because that's just, you know, why trash talk the home team, right? But um, there's a lot of good stories in this book. And... You know, it offered the friendship upgrade came out of that experience that I well, had. Well, look, you yeah. know, I tease you about this, but mm-hmm. loneliness is a big problem. You know, uh-huh. I always thought about it for seniors as their worlds get smaller. Yes. And, you know, they lose people close to them, whether it's their friend group, their family members. But it is such a problem that, I don't know, earlier this summer, I remember reading a story the U.S. Surgeon General said, yeah. loneliness is an epidemic in America. Yeah. It's, it's a big damn deal. It is. I am so glad that he's drawing more and more attention to it. It's been a big deal for a long time. Yeah. Um, we needed the right guy in that office to kind of point it out. Uh, the U.K. was talking about it when I was writing my first books. Um, and I was aware of it because of what I was going through and beginning sure. to look and looking at the research. You know, there's a lot in cognitive science. Uh, social science about why it happens and things that work on creating, you know, helping people engage again. Uh, it is self-perpetuating. There are cognitive changes in the brain when loneliness happens. Yeah, and if you turtle, it can go sideways real fast. Yeah, you can end up with an extra long hibernation. And that's why it's really important that people get a little more educated on what it really is and what they can do for themselves, what they can do for loved ones, what they can do for people in their community. Because if you have people in your community that are just not participating in life, the web from that single person goes out in so many directions. You know, you're, you're talking about the impact on the next generation if they have children. You know, this is the model of what they're going to grow their life to be. Uh, if they're employed, you know, they're, they're definitely not putting in their best efforts at work. Uh, they're not contributing to community events and the neighbors around them. And, and we need that to have a healthy place to live and to have our own healthy lives. So that's why, you know, I love talking to groups because I've, I've really discovered a lot of things. And then, you know, I look, like I said, I look for the research to back it up because I, I don't want to just go on, you know, my observational stuff. But, uh, you know, there are a lot of things that do work, but people don't know them. Um, 
and well, you know, let me let me stop you there for a second. Give me an example if you've got somebody who's struggling. Yeah. Uh, maybe someone who's listening right now and they found coming out of COVID, they're just not in the mix anymore yeah. in any way. How do you how do you flip that script? What's okay. a, a good first step? A good few a first things to think about. It doesn't feel natural to be with people, you know, because it's been a while. Um, but getting yourself in proximity, whether that's going to a coffee shop, you know, something that's going to put you where you're near people and, and begin to get you comfortable with having conversations again. Being other aware, we, we tend to pull into ourselves when we are hurting like that. And we forget things look worse in our world. We have this bad self-talk going and, and we forget that there are other perspectives on things, that, that people aren't necessarily angry at you or ignoring you, um, but understanding that other people are having their own experiences. I got flipped off on the way to my dad's funeral, and that was pivotal for me because I thought, I don't know what's going on in other people's lives, wow. ever, you know? We just don't. We think we do because our brains jump ahead. We want to fill in the, the spaces, the gaps, and make a, make a story. But we've really, getting connected authentically requires that you really invest a little bit of time. You know, you speak to somebody, you look them in the eye, you create space on your calendar. And so beginning to think about it, if, you're, if you are in that position, acknowledging it is a good first step, honestly, because it's hard to say that. I feel lonely. But I think I want people to understand it's not a defect. It is a, an outcome that's very normal with certain uh, transitions that happen, uh, our digital reliance. There are so many social things that uh, have happened in the last few years. I can't go into all of those, but there are reasons that are much bigger than than your individual personality. So there, because there are reasons that cause it, there are reasons that you can impact to change it back to something better again. I love this. I could talk to you about this for hours. However, they will throw us out of the studio I'm if afraid. we do that. Um, the book is The Friendship Upgrade. The other book is Date Like a Grown-Up, which I've told you before may be my favorite book title in the last <laughs> 20 years. I love that. Thank you. Because haven't we all, even as grown-ups, made really serious oh. errors in the dating world? Heather Dugan is my favorite relationship expert on the planet. She has wellness and engagement education as well. She can come out and speak to your group and, and also do some one-on-one stuff too. Is it heatherdugan.com? It is. Uh, Dugan is D-U-G-A-N. All right, very good. Heatherdugan.com. Uh, she's also an Indie Book Award winner, so this is good stuff. Pick up her books, check her out online. And thank you for downloading the podcast and listening. Fresh episodes every Tuesday with a big time talker at Apple iTunes and Spotify, iHeartMedia, wherever you get your podcast. Heather, thanks for the hang. Thank you, Burke. We're live in Chicago at the American Library Association's annual conference and exhibition. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks to our producer, Mr. G. Appreciate you being here. Now go out and make it a great day. Bye, everybody. <laughs>